Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zuck, and it is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Today is an awesome, super fun episode with one of my favorite people I've known forever. And shout out to all our pet lovers because this podcast is for you. And if you don't have a pet, no offense taken at all, but this specific podcast is based for people who have pets and want to learn more knowledge about pet food and and pet treats and all the things. So before I bring on my amazing guests, I always like to start with a marketing tip of the day to inspire you to embrace in your marketing and also self-care tip to um, kick off your week with some self-care. So marketing tip of the day, um, I can't tell you enough how important it is. And I've been pushing this so hard with every single consultation I've had. You really need to invest yourself into a branding shoot because what I'm finding is is a lot of people invest their money into these branding shoots and they get beautiful images or beautiful videos and then they have no idea what to do with them, which is part of the reason why I started to incorporate it into my own business. But the real key thing is, it's like when you go into a branding shoot, you need to have a plan of what I'm going to use these photos for and how to best use them in my marketing on my website, in my emails, all the things. You need to have a good plan because if you're going to make that investment into yourself, it needs to go into something that's worth it. And also pay forward, right? Everybody wants to make their money back and more. So that's my marketing tip of the day. Um, My self-care tip of the day. What is my self-care tip of the day? I personally have been feeling more anxious than usual. And I think it's really, really important to really give yourself, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to the show or you're working in corporate, um, it's really, really important to actually close some time out in your schedule for you, whether it's like five to eight and you're doing nothing, or it could be a full day of just a personal day. It really has transformed my whole lifestyle. So I can't say better things this summer, every Friday, I'm going to have a long weekend. I'm so excited for that. I actually started to do that prior to the pandemic. So highly recommend you do that. Now let's talk about my amazing guest today, the fabulous Kelly Eisen, the founder of Einstein Pets. She's also known as the director of happiness. I love that title. I had to plug that. She has been creating amazing all natural treats for nine years now. And she's doing such amazing things for the pet world and continuously inspiring us all. So I'm really excited for you all to meet Kelly Eisen if you don't know her. And if you do, be sure to follow and support her amazing, amazing business um, that she does with her husband. So stay tuned for the amazing Kelly Eisen. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Kelly Eisen, who is the Director (laughs) of Happiness of Einstein Pets. She's also the founder. Hi, Kelly. How are you today? Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love it. I am so excited to have you. And I've, I've known you for years. I mean, I think you're doing such amazing stuff. You continue to grow and inspire so many, including myself. So of course, you know, for my audience who doesn't know you, can you share with us what Einstein Pet is and also how it came about? Absolutely. Absolutely. And first, let me apologize if you start hearing me cough because I have allergies so bad. So hence, it'll go right into my business and why we created our amazing treats. 
it was because of our little dog, Abby, when we adopted her. Um, we adopted a Westie, and they are prone to allergies. And we knew when getting her that we wanted to do something right, treat her right, right, pun intended. And we wanted to do something really good for her. And we uh, started looking at and researching. It took us about six months to a year to really research our treats. We didn't just start baking. We researched and identified each ingredient that would be really good in a treat as well as yummy and smell good, taste good, but have nutritional benefits. And we came up with Einstein Pets and every one of our biscuits has chia seeds in them. And it's because of Abby and her allergies that we wanted to put chia seed in it because it has such a great benefit to dogs on their weight their allergies, their sensitive stomachs. It has an amazing benefit. And that's why we chose to go with uh, the Chia Biscuits. Love it. And my dog loves the peanut butter and jelly ones. That's ones that I has <laughs> forever. Too. I laugh because that's everybody's favorite. It, it really goes out of stock pretty quick and we replenish it. But it, it, it is everybody's favorite, the peanut butter and jelly time. And Honestly, Jackie, you can't get the uh, little earbud out of your ears when you start hearing it because you start hearing that song, right? Peanut butter and jelly time. Literally, that's <laughs> hilarious. So true. So funny. So what inspired the name, Kelly? The name ins- was um, really because of Abby again. I mean, everybody says it when they start a uh, business with a pet that inspired them. Is it really going back to their pet, right? And we think she's a nod to an Einstein. We think she's pretty smart. We think she potty trained herself when, it, you know, really she went to the door and said, I got to go out. We never, literally never took her and said, you got to go to the door when you got to go potty. She taught us. And so ever since then, we just think it's a nod to her and how smart she is. I love that. That's adorable. Thank you. She, I love her little outfits you put her in too, Kelly. <laughs> She loves her outfits. Well, she has no choice because I make her in her little (laughs) pajamas. She loves putting her pajamas on at night and then she gets ice cream every so often. What a special girl. Lucky girl too. I love that. She's a lucky girl. So a big thing in your industry right now is obviously the humanitization of pet food and treats. Can we talk more about what that is for people who don't understand and how it's transitioning in your industry? Sure. And, you know, it's, it can be a slippery slope. You have to be careful when you start talking about humanization and pet treats, especially not even just pet food, but treats, because when you start thinking peanut butter, right, you're thinking, oh, I'll just use the peanut butter in my kitchen and, and I can put it in and make a biscuit. And that has a, an ingredient in it that can actually kill a dog. So you really have to be mindful when you start starting to look at humanization and what goes into treats. But we look at the plant-based for us and all natural organic. And when you start looking at that, you're looking at peanut butter, peanuts ground up. Uh, And when we talk about peanut butter and jelly time for us, we talk about blueberries and we literally take blueberries and they're dehydrated and air dried. Um, There's several different ways we do it and they go into the treat. So that's kind of how we look at humanization. Everybody wants to think of their pet as a family member. And so what they do is they start treating them like a family member, right? What do you do? You feed them off your plate. You start giving them things that you would eat. And that's great. And that's humanization to the pet food, pet treat industry is really thinking of them. How would I take care of them as I would myself? And let's treat them healthy. And you look at what you put in those ingredients, and that's where it comes into humanization. Right. 
What a fun fact too about the peanut butter. Thank you for bringing that up because I know for sure at some point in my life of any dog that I've had that I probably just didn't even think anything of it and tried to give them real peanut butter. Right. Because you think about it, we there's so many things we know now that are so different from 10 years ago, 20 years ago that you just have to be mindful of. And yes, the it's xyl, xylitol. I can never pronounce the word, but it starts with an X and it's something, it's an active ingredient in the peanut butter that just is not good for the dogs, cats. Right. So steer clear of that. But yeah, it's, it's something people don't know. You don't think about, you think you can just grab anything from your, your pantry and then bake up a treat, but you really have to be mindful of what that is. So true. Such, such great points. Now leading from there, let's talk about the natural and organic ingredients. And now that it's the phase of, I think it's been going on for a while, but I think it's just become more and more popular about ingredient treats and stuff like the ingredients. So can you talk more about that? Sure. Um, So Jackie, a lot of people, you know, they understand all natural, right? Oh, I've gone outside and I've, I've gotten eggs. Those are all natural, right? Uh, and then people start talking about when they're free range and the chickens are roaming all over the place. It's free range organic chickens. So the difference between the two is all natural. You don't have to be certified. Anybody could make a product and put it on the shelf as long as you follow the FDA regulations of doing so. But then organic is if you're going to be organic, you have to be certified. And that's a process. Mm-hmm. So we are, um, Einstein Pets is a little bit of both. We are all natural organic. We're not certified, but some of our ingredients are organic because it's better. Our chia seed is always organic. When we started out, we would get our oat flour, which is what we make our dog treats out of. It would be organic. Sometimes it would be natural. And so it really became natural to us to put all natural organic on it. But what you start seeing on the labels now is that people are starting to tout that. But it really... I mean, if they're really not being able to tell you what that ingredient is, are they all organic and you're just not certified and that's why you're saying all natural organic, that's a possibility. But you really have to be mindful of those labels when people start talking all natural organic because for us, it truly is just a way of how we get our ingredients. Sometimes they're organic, sometimes they're natural, and that's where the blend comes in. Such great points. Such great points. And that's so cool to know about the chia seeds. Thank you. Thank you. Chia seed, you know, it's always going to be organic um, the way it is, plant-based and how they take care of it. And now you're starting to see it growing in facilities because it's just an amazing plant that produces these tiny little seeds that are so powerful. So it'll always be organic. Again, we know that, but we refer to our label as all natural just because it becomes a little complicated when you start talking about natural oat flour, uh, organic chia seed on the label. So we just keep everything all natural. And you may see that on other labels and just be mindful that, you know, when they start touting it in their uh, wording on social media or they start touting it to you is have them explain it. What does that really mean? Why are you telling me it's all natural organic? What, what does that mean? Is it because you think you get it from a farm that is organic? That's not the case. So they, they should be able to explain their ingredients to be a little more thorough of why they're using that, those words. Right. That's really good points, Kelly. Everybody that's listening, definitely take that stuff into consideration. That's really some good facts you're sharing there. Honestly, Jackie, I think at the end of the day, you're starting to get a treat, you know, really as a pet parent, and that's what we refer to the owners as, is at the end of the day, it's really, 
if you're taking care of your pet and you're buying our treats, especially, and we'll use those as the example, then you, we know as a de- our demographic that you are really a pet parent that really cares about your pet and wanting to do the best that you can do by buying our treats. I mean, great points, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what everybody needs to do. <laughs> so can we talk more about, well, let's talk more about the Einstein Pets and what you guys offer and the different ways that you work with people because you're not just business to consumer, you're also business to business. So can we talk more about the different ways that Einstein Pets works with people? So we have a couple different channels. You know, we sell our treats online and we make that available. But when we started out, our original mission, our business plan was that we would sell to the business, meaning the retail stores, those pet stores, even some gift shops, buy our, a lot of gift shops buy our treats. Mm-hmm. Um, we would support them. So we wouldn't necessarily support saying we're going to sell online and we're, we're telling everybody that we have our treats online. So what we also realized is that we did the consumer, we do the retail stores, but another channel that became very important to us was what we refer to as private label. Everybody refers to it as private label, but for us, it truly is white label. And the difference between the two is a private label is when you're customizing something for your business so that you could use that product to sell along with your other products that you're going to sell. But for us, white label is that you're taking our treats, all our brands that we have, our biscuits and actually our chews and our CBD oil that we offer, and you're actually saying, I want to white label that. And what we do is you have a couple options. You can come to us with printed bags, and what that means is we'll help you, we'll guide you to do so. And then we fill those bags with our product but then they become yours. You own them, you take care of them, you do whatever you need to do to sell the product. And we give you a a wholesale white label uh, pricing for that. And then you also can turn around and do labels, which is some customers want to just start out and and see if this will work for their business. So we can do small bags, big bags, and put labels on them. It becomes your label, you design it, we tell you the dimension, you get it created, you ship them to us, And then we put them on the bags and we fill the bags with our product. So that's white label. And we do a lot of that. We do a lot of this for business. We do a lot for casual business owners that what I mean by that is that they want to add a product to their lineup that they, it would enhance their lineup for their customers. For example, we may have somebody who makes collars and or uh, bow ties for dogs and bananas, bananas. How do you say that word? <laughs> I don't anyway, know. That's so, a question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that just flowed off my tongue there. But anyway, so they, they will have different products, but they realize that this will be a nice add-on to include as part of the an order that a customer may buy from them. So they may buy it and give it away, or they may buy it for the holidays and give it away to their, their really VIP customers. Right. So we've seen a lot of that. And, you know, for the white label, the printed bags, customers who come to us, it's usually 1,500 bags, 1,500 units or more that we start working with. But there are some customers and some exceptions that they're trying to grow this side of the business. And so they want to start with a smaller amount. And this is where we do the white label with labels and put it on a bag. And it looks great and customers love it. And then they can hand it out to their customers or they can sell it, whatever option they want to do. It's a product that they normally would not have, 
and now they can have it as part of their product lineup. I love that. So I have a question, like a personal question for you when you were growing your business, because this is really insightful. Yep. Like when you were starting, even just to get Einstein pets in like re- like little retail boutique stores, like what advice do you have for people that, that really want to do that for themselves? So you're asking me if, um, when I first started, how did I go to each store and get our product in there? Well, not necessarily um, like in, in depth, but just like what made you like choose the store you were going to go into? How, like, what do you feel like differentiated yourself versus the other dog food companies that were in there? I, I have to tell you that we use Facebook a lot. So when we first started nine and a half years ago, now almost nine and a half, Facebook was really popular, right? So we used the the insights from there to understand who our demographics were. We saw that we had a lot more women over 40, I would say probably between 45 and older that were buying our product, that were were telling us they liked our product. Um, Less so men. Um, I can tell you that demographic has shifted and we now see a younger generation buying our product as well as a lot of men. So it's really grown and it's been great insight to understand who um, we sell to. So with that, we were able to go, okay, we kind of know our demographics just based on the insight of Facebook, but that can change. And from there, what we did is we selected stores that we would want to shop in, that we knew, because we knew starting out our product was a premium product. We added chia seed, which is a costly ingredient that we knew it made it a little bit more premium. And when we started out, we were only doing a five-ounce bag, and we realized quickly that we needed to move it to an eight-ounce at the time um, because that's what everybody was buying larger bags. Everything was bigger, better. And so we picked the stores that we wanted to sell our product into, boutiques, pet boutiques. And we literally got in our car with our product, and drove up the Eastern Seaboard and stopped in at targeted dog boutiques that we wanted to shop in to sell our product. Love that. That's awesome. (laughs) It was awesome, but it was also very challenging because what we found is, which is really ironic, is when you're trying to sell your own product, it's easy to get judged about who you are, right? Not the product, just you and your product and you know, almost like, why do you want it in here? Now that we have distributors, it's a little easier because you have other people selling it. They automatically think it's a great product because someone else must be wanting this because you have distributors now. Oh. But early, I mean, it's really ironic. But in the early days, we were able to get in a lot of shops. And based on my background, which most people don't know what this is, but I used to do Six Sigma, which is process improvement. And the key thing about process improvement is that you you took that feedback and enhanced your process to make it better. So at the end of the day, what your product was, was even better because of all the feedback you got from customers or even just general feedback from people. Mm-hmm. And we used that feedback, Jackie, it literally helped us grow our business. Exactly. And not only just the retail stores that you were asking about, like, how did we target it was the feedback. We had one customer because when we first started, we put them in cute little back, uh, clear front with a silver backing because that's what everybody would do. And you put a label on it. We thought this is great. We can make money and we can get in the shops. But we heard time and time again, even though we got our product into the stores, what the challenge was is that we weren't standing up against the big boys. Right. 
And we all know who the big boys are at the end of the day, right? We're, we're looking at them. We see them on the shelves. We see Zoops and even our competitors. So we quickly knew we would, we would need money to be able to do the printed pouches that uh, we put our treats in. And that's where we started to understand our targeted stores. Who was our store? So we kept our business small while we could grow the printed bags, while we could get the feedback. So we really kept what we were trying to do smaller until we understood what we were trying to do. And that's when we knew that we needed to have someone else bake our recipes for us, that we needed printed bags to be on the store shelves. And that's when we really grew our business is by doing those two things. Right. And also too, that's like knowing your zone of genius, right? Like knowing that you can't do it all, but you have people that can help you grow it. I think that's a huge. Oh, no, no. I still feel like I can do it all. (laughs) (laughs) It never works out well, but I still feel like I can do it all. (laughs) Totally. I think, but but realistically though, when you have the help, you have so much more time to focus on the things that you're really good at. Right. So it's absolutely true. The, I think it's a catch-22, though, because you hear that so much of, you know, if you have help, you can do this. But until you're truly making money, it's hard to get help because nobody's going to work for you for free. It's trying to be a little bit more crafty on who helps you. So here's an example that we did. We knew we couldn't get into all these different places in New York and all this that we wanted to, and we wanted customers to know who we were. We knew Facebook was only going to help us so much, so we partnered with groups. There's a place called Pup Scouts. They would do just like Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, but it was with dogs. They had events, and they would go outside, do dog okay. events. We, it's adorable. We partnered with them early on. We no longer do business with them just because they've changed their model. But at the end of the day, by partnering with them, we had people know who we were, right? You're in New York, you're in California. They had Pup Scouts groups all over the United States. So it allowed us to grow. So we knew by partnering with the right partners, which is important, we were able to get our name out there of who Einstein Pets is. People may not have been buying them like crazy in the first year or so, but as we grew and our name grew, people started wanting, wanting our product. So cool. Isn't that such a compliment? Like testament to like all your hard work of your fruits of labor paying forward. It's sometimes you have to look at it and go, wow, we built this company from the ground up. When I say we, my husband is my business partner. And he and I both worked for corporate uh, for years. And we both quit our jobs to do this. So it is a compliment. It's amazing when we look back to see what we've done and realize we're actually selling our products, something we envisioned and we're now doing it. And yes, to go back to your original thing, it does help to have people, even if it's consultants or contractors or whatever that you can pay by the hour to help because it will help you grow your business. It takes you away from doing the the task oriented work to really think about what your mission is and what your vision is for the company. Totally. Makes so much sense. I love, I mean, the support too, just like you were saying, is so, it's so important. How was working with your husband, by the way? Is that a good thing? Like, could you guys work well together? I'm assuming you must work well together. We've been doing it for, I met him at a corporate company. That's how we met. And a couple of years later, we got married. So I've always known him to work with him. He was always in an HR, different uh, division, but we've always worked together in the same companies. 
which is kind of ironic. So working with my husband has been great because he does a lot of the task stuff that I don't do. And I do more of the strategy piece of it. So we work well, we know what our lane is, so to speak, and it works for us. There's times that I would like to have my alone time and just, you know, concentrate, but he's always there. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, we do it well. And, And I can say for a lot of couples, it can be challenging. And I think the pandemic proved that if you didn't work well together before and the pandemic hit, it really proved whether or not you should be in business together. Right. That's a very, very good point. Right. Because you were together even more than ever, probably at that yeah. point. Yeah. 24-7, right? At the end of the day, we're, and we started our business out of our uh, garage and kitchen. So we've been together 24-7 doing everything together along with Abby. Abby doesn't know anything different but to be with us 24-7. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> They really, it's just like you said, though, they are your family. They're your children. They are crazy. Oh my God. Right. Isn't that crazy how I love that we think of our pets that way. And it makes me happy every time I think I'm giving her one of our treats. Don't, don't think she doesn't want another treat from another company at sometimes, but (laughs) she loves our treats. And, you know, it's great to see that she loves it. And we know, and one of the benefits of having our treats is that it takes all the toxins out of your body because of the chia seeds. So when dogs actually eat our treats, they're taking the toxins out of their body from being in the grass, being outside, and they're pooping it out. And it's really good because it makes them healthy. So true. Such a good point there. (laughs) Very good point. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Kelly, full of fun facts today. That's all I got to say. Sharing so much knowledge. So I'm (laughs) going to like um, play a little game time and go into some fun facts about you. But before we do that, um, can you share with us how everybody can follow you on social media, your website, and also if if there's anything you want to offer us, feel free to do that now. Oh, great. So our website is obviously the www.einsteinpets. So it's Einstein, E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N, pets.com social media is the same at einstein pets on twitter at einstein pets on instagram and then you'll find us under einstein pets for facebook you may find us on pinterest and a couple other places but we're not active there but we do have our account there super active on instagram super on facebook i would say those are like definitely your two main areas right would you agree with that (laughs) Uh, absolutely. Um, I would say more so Facebook for us, but we're trying to get over to the Instagram and be more active there because we feel that with our small two ounce bags that we call to go bags, we find that that's our younger generation. They love it. They go hiking with the bags. They take them on trips with wherever they go. So we find that we're really gaining a different demographic on Instagram. Love that. That's the power of social media. I loved earlier too how you were saying how your business really started with a presence on Facebook and that really helped you guys grow. It's so powerful. Really. It's awesome. So thank you. Thank you. No problem. All right. So let's talk about fun facts about Kelly and then we'll play some game time. So first of all, you work <laughs> in um, the global corporate world for over 30 years. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So, like, was it with, was it with multiple companies? Like what kind of positions did you hold? So for most of my time, it was in the global arena of, um, and also quality. So I did a lot of quality uh, manager, director positions. And my last position was a strategic VP 
it was a what we call black belt for Six Sigma. So I literally did a lot of process improvement for companies like Nielsen, Outback, Eckerd Drugstores. And the last position, last couple positions I held were global. So I managed teams in a couple different areas across the United States as well as through UK and Spain. And so you learn how to work 24-7. So I loved it and um, it was a lot of fun, but this makes me a lot happier. I love that. Well, obviously, right? I mean, you're such a dog person, you're a dog mom, and it gives you the freedom to live your lifestyle, right? Without traveling as much, unless it's by choice, right? Unless it's by choice. Absolutely. And it's hard to travel with Abby because, well, Abby loves to travel. She's a great rider in the car, but we can't fly. I don't fly with her. So it's always driving. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Very cool. Super cool. And then also, mm-hmm. you've been on Emerald's Food TV show, Share More. That's so cool. Oh, yes, yes. I forgot that I told you about that. Mm, <laughs> I got to be careful what I share with you. I was actually selected to be at, on the counter. You know how Emerald used to have the where you could sit at the counter and he'd serve you food? Totally. Um, so the person I was with, uh, he and I, we uh, got selected. And there were so many people in the audience. But they selected us to sit at the counter And I can remember distinctly that Emeril was cooking his Greek food. And it was just amazing because they had us eat on the camera. And so what's really funny is at that time that I I did it, I'd come back and I started a new job. And people were like, oh, my God, I saw you on TV. I'm thinking, what? What are you talking about? This is like six months later. What I realized is that they would go out drinking probably and then come home and then turn on the TV because Food Network was so popular then. And they'd watch the Food Network and they saw my episode on there. So they would always be like, I saw you on TV. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe you saw me. So, yes, it was pretty funny. That's a really fun fact. I'm really glad you shared <laughs> So cool. Thanks. All right. So ready to play game time. There's no rush with how fast you have to answer them. This is literally just a fun way for all of us to get to know you outside of all the cool oh, stuff. Oh, there's got to be fun with you uh, controlling the helm here. All right. Let's try it. All right. So what's Ellie's favorite food? It is Chinese. Ooh. Okay. What are we getting for Chinese? I love my pork fried rice. Oh my God. Love pork fried rice. So everything fried rice is just bomb. So I think that's a great Right? <laughs> everything fried. <laughs> so, good. so good. Okay. Where is your favorite place you've ever traveled to? And what is a bucket list place you've never been that you want to go to? I love Paris. I, I believe Paris is my place that I should have been to and that I lived in a past life. Not that I actually believe in past life, but I, I believe I I'm from do. there. Love it. I love that. That's awesome. It probably was. I love that. Uh, it, I love that. It's just, it's so me. I'm so comfortable there. And not that I can speak French that well, but I absolutely love it. And where would I want to go that I've never been? It's strange. I always go back to France and I could go there multiple times, but I would say probably Italy. I've never been to Italy. It would be nice to experience the culture and the um, the towns in Italy. Super cool. Great choices. Love that. Um, <laughs> I like, so Paris is personally on my bucket list, but I've been to Italy. So I think you and I should go and check out the opposite places because that's... I, Italy, I agree. Italy is so awesome. I, that's the thing. Oh my God. I have to tell you that, Jackie, I worked in Paris for a little bit. I'd go over there for my job, and I was there for like two, three weeks at a time. And it's just, you have to go. It's just beautiful there. I mean, I just think the whole ambiance of the way that they make it look is definitely actually how it is. Is that accurate? 
It is accurate. It's just, it feels like it's, everything's at ease, right? You, everything you do is effortless. Like even the way they dress and they put the scarf around their neck, it's like, you, you know, it's just ease. It's an amazing. The people are amazing as well. So cool. So cool. All right. Next question. If you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life from head to toe, what would it be and why? Well, I think because of the pandemic, I I really am starting to look pretty good in sweats. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree with that for myself. That's Sweats and house slippers. They work well for me. (laughs) I love it. And what color are these sweats? What kind of slippers are they? Let's be more specific here. Well, the slippers, um, until recently, um, because I wore them out, were uh, they looked like dog paws. So I wore those and black uh, sweats. Love it. Love it. And what would be on the top? Would you wear a sweatshirt? Would you wear a t-shirt? What would be on the top? Oh, it's just a long sleeve shirt. And I just got a new one, which is a long sleeve, but you can put your thumb through it. It has the little uh, slit made for thumbs. And so then you can actually have the sleeve hang down on your hand. My favorite. Love that. That's awesome. Such good. (laughs) Okay. And final question. If you could spend a day with somebody you have never met, dead or alive, who would you choose and why? Oh my God, Dalai Lama. Ooh, that's such a good one. I don't even have to think about that one. Say why. Why him out of everybody? I think life is meant to seek knowledge, right? To learn and grow from something and then continue to grow. You may have to do it over and over until you get it right, so to speak, and then grow from it. I think the Dalai Lama just has a way about him that he could give you a wealth of information in such a short period of time that you could grow faster than you normally would. Love that. You are full of knowledge. You think he is. You continue to surprise me. It's so inspiring. (laughs) Kelly, you're awesome. This has been so fun today. Can you please share again with us um, all your social channels and your website? Sure. You can find me, Kelly Eisen, on Facebook, but you can also find me uh, and the company under Einstein Pets. And it's pets with an S because eventually we're going to get to the cat and other pets totally but right now it's just all about dogs you can find us on facebook and instagram and twitter and we're on a couple other social media sites but we're not active it's all good and then also too you wanted to, i think on my sheet i saw that you wanted to offer next on team 15 off right yes and you had posted that in your magazine as well so that continues that if someone wants to try it out i would just say to someone that if you're not sure what to get we have what we call our einstein six pack and it's six flavors in there. And we always throw extra goodies in our boxes. So whatever you order, we throw a few extra goodies in there. Um, but that is a really good way to test and see which one your dog would like. Highly recommend everyone to anyone that's listening. We are avid treat lovers here of Einstein Pets. So couldn't recommend it more. So Thank great you, thanks. Stuff, Kelly. You're so awesome. Everybody definitely check out Einstein Pets. They are amazing. Follow them on social media. Stay up to date. And thanks again, Kelly, for joining us. And stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.